Hello girls, welcome to the podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. So today I want to talk about why we should not be encouraging proving people wrong as this is just another form of seeking approval and validation. And I want to talk about why this coming phrase should not be encouraged to women. If you are new here, go ahead and leave your review. And if you already have left your review, thank you so much. I am always so grateful. So I want to tell you guys new book that I have. So I just got done reading Women Who Wrote the Wolves and that book was so amazing. I love, love, love that book so much. And I even had some women sent me um, DMs on Instagram telling me about how they bought the book themselves to read it. So if you are reading the book, just know that that book is amazing and you're going to love it. So the new book that I have is Unite the Strong Woman. And it's by the same author who wrote Women Who Wrote the Wolves. I'm in love with this author. I love all of her writings and books. Her books are so deeply spiritual and they are so insightful and so filled with wisdom. And so I got her new book called Unite the Strong Woman, which basically talks about the Holy Mother and Divine Mother, growing your connection to the Holy Mother. So it's a wonderful book. I'm already on page 100 and I literally just got this book like a week ago and I cannot stop reading this book. Like every single time I go outside to a park, I pull out my book and just start reading because it's so so good so that's the book that I'm reading currently so yeah quick update on me so I don't want to give you guys a long intro so let's just go ahead and jump right into this podcast episode the common phrase we oftentimes hear as a way to establish motivation and a sense of satisfaction, prove them all wrong, or make them regret what they said, is a notion and phrase that we shouldn't encourage to women. Instead, what we must teach women is to become their own motivator instead of using others as fuel because this only establishes a wall between her and herself, which blocks her from seeing her own inner spirit as all the fuel she needs to live and lead a prosperous life. Teaching women to live life out of spite is a doorway to closing the woman's heart from fully filling into the magic of her own being. Truly, what must be taught is that the only person she has to prove anything or show anything to is her own self as her spirit will thrive knowing it is the only thing being valued. However, if we teach women to prove it to them, we are teaching the woman her life is only valuable when it's mirrored by others' expectations. The art behind leading with the open heart and we speak of this, we are truly discussing the essence behind coming to the world, not in spite, but despite, despite what we've witnessed, experienced, seen and heard. When we live life in spite and in this state of revenge, we signal to ourselves that others give us permission when to live. When, in fact, living for ourselves and coming uniquely and divinely to the world is simply our birthright. That isn't earned because it's your birthright. Oftentimes, when we say, I'm going to prove them wrong and make them regret, we are placing ourselves in a position where we are earning the right to live by others' expectations, which causes us women to censor people. So when we talk about these censoring men or these censoring anyone, who aren't us, this also includes reading the ideology that you have to prove something to someone. Take this person off a pedestal because you have nothing to prove to anyone. And this is what I had to learn a lot within my life because I was very heavy on making this person regret or proving this person wrong. 
And it took me a long time, a deep realization to understand how much I was leading with ego, how much I was closing my heart from accepting my personal journey and indulging in my own accomplishments and victories for me. And for a large portion of my life, a lot of my journeys was not authentic and they were not genuine because I made it all about trying to get someone back. I made it all about trying to make someone jealous or mad. And really in that moment, I was seeking approval. It was just in another for another spectrum. So it wasn't like the seeking approval that we usually see. It was the seeking approval of I'm going to become this overachiever in hopes that you will validate me. I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to accomplish that. I'm going to reach this goal. I'm going to reach this goal. I'm going to try to create this prosperous life for myself in hopes that you'll see me because I can't see myself. And that's truly what it is. I want you to hear me. I want you, I want to be seen because in this moment, I can't self-validate for myself. I can't approve myself. So I'm going to go out here in the world. I'm going to achieve all these things in hopes that the world will see me. Because I can't see me, hopefully the world can. And for a large portion of my life, my my attention and my focus wasn't really directly on me. It was on the world and the world's validation. And this was a huge life lesson that I had to learn for myself, especially with me moving into my own apartment, my first apartment. And I remember when my mom had found out I was moving out, she was not supportive. So she said all these mean things and basically was just giving me all of these limiting beliefs and just telling me like, what was I thinking? And do you really think that you can make it out there? And just so many other stuff. So when I moved into my first apartment, I remember how I immediately made it about, okay, I'm going to prove my mom wrong. I'm going to make sure that she regrets what she says. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to make sure that I do this and that so she can regret what she said. And I had realized how, whoa, I am leading with my ego. This is not genuine. This personal victory, this success was meant for me to enjoy. This was mine. And by me trying to prove her wrong, I am giving her all of my credit when this personal victory was for me. This was for me to enjoy. And by me saying I'm going to make her regret it, I'm making this journey about her when this had nothing to do with her. I mean, it had some to do with her, but it wasn't, it's not all meant for her. This is for me. This is for me to enjoy. And so I had realized that in that moment, it's time for me to switch the narrative in the perspective on how I'm showing up to the world, on how I'm showing up in my own life. Am I showing up as ego? Am I showing up as this person who just wants a sense of satisfaction? Or do I want to lead with an open heart? And I had realized that I want to live a life where I am leading with the open heart. Even if someone is in disapproval of my life, even if someone does not agree with my decisions, I want my heart to be so open to the point where I am so okay with that. That is fine because nothing of what I do personally for me will have anything to do with you ever. 
because my life is for me to indulge in. My life is for me. And so becoming obsessed with this concept and showing the world who you are and making them regret, although the intention was there, the fuel behind it wasn't there. So I'm using people as fuel. And I say this all the time. When you make people your fuel to creating this prosperous life, notice how it's always short term. So the motivation, it don't last because you're riding off of ego fuel and your fuel is not authentic. You're using fuel that only people can fill up for you. And that isn't good. However, when you place yourself in a position where your soul is the fuel, your spirit is the fuel, you are the fuel, your your motivation and your drive for life, your stamina for life is longer. You last longer because it's authentic. It's genuine. And this is what it's all about. Women win when we lead genuine, authentic lives. That's how we gain happiness. That's how we gain joy. When we lead these genuine, open-hearted lives, when we close our hearts and when we lead with ego or lead with people fueling us, that is one way to misery in a, excuse me, in a lifetime of just not, not being happy. And I realized how for a large portion of my life, I would use people as the fuel to creating this life for myself. And all the time I would see how I would always run short on stamina. I would always run short on energy. And that's because in the end, once you prove all these people wrong, you'll have nothing else to live for because you're running off of energy that isn't yours. So after you prove people wrong, after you accomplish all these things, after you achieve all these things, what do you have left? What do you have left? Because you've made a journey about everybody else except you. So now that you prove them wrong, you don't have anything, anything else and so now this is where depression sets in. This is where unhappiness sets in. This is where um, not feeling ever satisfied in your life sets in because your journey isn't authentic. The journey isn't genuine. And this is where oftentimes as someone who does, you know, coaching and mentoring, this is where I find a lot of my clients, how the journey is just not authentic. You're making it about proving your ex wrong. You're making it about proving your girlfriend wrong. You're making it about proving your friends wrong. You're making it about proving your mom and dad wrong. I'm gonna prove this person wrong. I'm gonna make them regret what they said. I'm gonna glow up so they can so they can regret what they said. And truly, your heart is closed because you can't even feel into the magic of your own being. And when you feel the magic of your own being, you'll understand. I don't, have, I don't have to prove anybody wrong because this life is for me. Living a life uniquely for me is my birthright. And I don't have to prove anything or show anything to anybody. And as a coach, I would have to tell my clients that, like, 
girl, the journey you're making is about everybody else but you. What are you leaving and what are you telling yourself? What are you signaling to yourself when you make it about proving them wrong? You're going to the gym. You're doing all these things. You're achieving this. You're going to school all because you're trying to make someone mad. And then once you achieve it, or even if you don't achieve it, you never feel satisfied. You aren't happy because it's not authentic. It's not you. Your true heart yearnings is not sitting there telling you to go to school to prove your ex wrong. That's ego. It's your ego saying to feel, to make me feel good, do these things. However, we're talking about leading with the open heart. And when you're leading with your heart, that's never what your soul and your spirit and your heart is telling you. And so, and it's a huge problem I had to deal with for a large portion of my life. And so now with me changing the perspective to where I'm living directly for God and me and Holy Mother and my soul, I'm never really out of energy for my life. I'm always building goals. I'm always on this high stamina for my life because my life is lived for me. Goals are set for my joy. The energy that I create is for me. All these things is for me. And when you're leading with a God purpose, you don't ever run out of fuel. One thing about God that I've learned is it comes down to God's people, Holy Mother's people. They will never let you run out of fuel when you're running off of their purpose. But if you're running off of this person and that person, anybody else other than yourself, God and Holy Mother, or whoever you believe in, you're going to always run out of fuel eventually. Building a prosperous life and building a life in which you can fully fill in, fully fill into is your birthright. That is something meant for you. That should be so personal to you. And so personal to you that no one should have the power to take that away from you. No one should have the power to make your life about their approval because that's what it is. In these moments, we are seeking a sort of validation in hopes that they'll approve of us. And this is oftentimes where us women go wrong, where we are centering people and self-abandoning in hopes that we'll be liked and accepted by the world. And that's oftentimes where I see lots of failures within women. Like your your the intention is there. You're, you're wanting success. You're wanting to achieve success. You're wanting to accomplish all these things. But who are you doing it for? And that's the question that we have to ask ourselves when, when we're in positions like that. Who are we doing it for? It's good to achieve this. It's good to achieve that. If you are someone who loves to have these accomplishments, that's beautiful. But who are you doing it for? And men can ask this question too. Who are you doing all these things for? Is it for you? Is it because you deserve the utmost happiness and you know this deep down in your soul and you know if I am putting myself in a position where I'm achieving all these things, I'm going to achieve deep level happiness? Or is it because I just want to prove my ex wrong? 
I just want to show him something. I just want to show the world who once doubted me something. And that's how we can tell the difference between what is authentic and what is not authentic. And which person eventually will meet their lifelong deep joy in the person that will never meet it. Because I promise you, you're going to accomplish all these things because you're so head set on making this person mad. But I can definitely promise you, and from experience, once you do all those things, you'll have no more energy and no more fuel because you've become so bent on trying to make your journey about everyone else but you. And then you become obsessed with getting in positions where you're made mad because now you just you want to prove someone wrong so after you prove that person wrong now you're like okay i need someone else to make me mad i need someone else to do something to me so i can prove them wrong you become obsessed with it because it's ego it's ego food it's like okay i have to const- i have to constantly feed this ego and feed this ego You have to get to a position where you are heart driven because the ego is never satisfied, is never satisfied. And this is what we're this is what we can see within proving someone wrong and trying to make someone regret. You're never going to be satisfied ever. Ever. We have to lead life with a dignity of our own inner work. That is something no one can or should be able to take away from us. In the moments in which we want to prove to the world something, those are actually the moments in where we're supposed to reaffirm to ourselves that we are the only person that is valued in our lives. We're the only person that deeply matters in our own life. And it's actually in those moments in which our spirit is calling us home so we can be given the opportunity to break limiting belief patterns by giving that all to someone to prove them wrong and make them regret. We're taking the dignity out of our own inner work. It's taking the authenticity and the genuineness out of our own inner work. And the thing about it is we have to live life with a dignity in our own work. We have to lead life with a respect in our own work. And a respect for our own work look like not proving our worth to the world because This life is about living in our already existing worth. It's not about trying to prove our value to the world when our value is already here. All we have to do is just live in it. And see, that's the simple thing that when you learn it, it's it's such a realization. It's like, wait, I'm sitting here trying to prove a worth to you and prove a value to you that already exists, all I have to do is just recognize it and live in it. That's it. That's all. But when you become in this position where you're trying to make this person regret or prove them wrong or I'm going to show the world that they were wrong about me, you you are saying that your worth isn't there, that my worth has to be overexerted. You have to see me in order for me to be deemed worthy and valuable. Leading with an open heart says, even if the world rejects me, 
even if the world or this person never, ever sees me. This person will never see my value. This person will never see the awesome, amazing, beautiful soul that I am. However, with an open heart, it's that says, and still my worth exists. Because I'm not coming in life in spite. I come into this life despite. Despite what I've seen and witnessed and heard. That's the secret. And that's the key. And actually, my workout journey isn't isn't like this consistent. I go to the gym on Mondays and Fridays. It used to be like that. Now I'm trying to prove someone wrong. I will go to the gym consistently. I will be going to the gym off of the basis of I'm going to get, I'm going to get a big, butt. I'm going to get a small flat waist in stomach. So, um, I can prove to this person wrong. And when I began to change my perspective around working out, honestly, I didn't go to the gym that much. And I didn't go to the gym that much because authentically, that isn't what I liked. I actually love doing yoga. Not saying I, don't, I, I do go to the gym consistently, but I'm just saying like there were moments in which I would find myself going to the gym so much. And then when I took the intention away from why I was going to the gym, I had stopped going to the gym because I had realized that that wasn't actually what I liked to do. It was just, it was something to do to feel a sense of satisfaction. But truthfully, I love doing yoga. I love hiking. I love taking my body to beautiful places and hiking in forests. I love swimming in waterfalls. I love swimming in streams. I don't actually love being in the gym every single day, sweating my life away, all to prove someone wrong. That isn't authentically Allison. The authentic Allison loves to be swimming on waterfalls on the hike. (laughs) That's my authentic self. But when I am in this position where I'm trying to make someone regret something, I am taking myself so far away from who I am at my core. And it's about changing the narratives around why you do certain work. Why are you doing the work that you do? Why do you go to the places you go? Why do you do the actions that you do? Why do you make the, why do you make the decisions that you make? And who is it for? Is this journey about your own coming to God? Or is this journey about trying to get somebody back? And then also logically, no one cares that much about your life like you do. So even if you're trying to make it about, oh, I'm going to prove them wrong. No one's really looking. No one really cares that much to just be studying your life more than they study their own life. And that's just basic logic. Like I'm not even if you're trying to make it about, I'm going to prove, I'm going to prove Allison wrong. Well, babes, Allison got things to do. So Allison's not really watching you like that. Allison doesn't really care. <laughs> so even if you're saying I'm approved this person wrong, that person doesn't care that much to just watch your life like that. So it's useless. Give that work, give that credit, give all of the respect to you. When you achieve success and when you achieve anything, 
Don't make it about the world. Don't make it about the world. Because you have nothing to show out there. Your value, your worth, all these things already exist. All of the love that you want, all of the pleasure that you want, all of the joy that you want already exists. You just have to live in it. And not for somebody else, for you. And it takes a deep soul consciousness in where you can say, I desire and deserve joy in my life and I desire so much good in my life and I will not let anyone have so much power to where they can take control of that and so from this day forward I make a decision to live for me and that is the affirmation in the prayer that you have to lead with From this day forward, I live for me. I live for my pleasure. I live for my joy. And you may find yourself in a position where all the things that you once did that you thought that you liked, you don't really even like. Because now you're living with a authenticity. And when you lead with authenticity, you will find yourself like, wait, I actually don't like that. I actually like this. Oh, I actually don't like that. I actually like that. Because it's your it's your soul beginning to gravitate towards what is actually true for you. But how much how how many of us live a life in where so much stuff is not even true to us? If some of us were to admit that, do you know how many 180s we'll see on a day to day? today basis of people just transforming their lives because they chose their soul instead instead of making about proving their family wrong or proving that person wrong they made it about I gotta prove them to myself it's actually in moments like that where it's our spirit saying it's our inner child saying prove it to me Prove it to me that those limiting beliefs and those limiting possibilities and all of those things that people once said to you is actually not true. Prove that to me. Prove it to yourself. Me getting my first ever apartment in my name. That's a that's a personal success for me. I proved to myself something. I beat myself. That was That's for me to enjoy. This isn't about, oh, I'm going to make you regret this. I'm going to show the world something. It's about Allison had to prove that to herself. Allison needs to show herself how possible it is. That's a personal win. That's a personal win. And someone's misery over my win will never be my business. And my wins will never be for somebody else. My wins are for me. Me leading a prosperous life will never be to make somebody mad. Me leading a prosperous life will always be because God and the Holy Mother ordained me to live a prosperous life. Not because, oh, I'm trying to get back at you. It's because it's just simply my birthright. Simple as that. 
It is simply my birthright to be happy. It is simply my birthright to be healthy. It is simply my birthright to live a life filled with joy. That's my birthright, babes. I'm not trying to prove anything to you or make you feel sort of way. I'm not trying to do any of that. Because then I would that would be a disservice to me. Because now I can't even enjoy my own personal success. And that's the position that you want to get into where you can deeply enjoy your personal success. I hear stories all the time of people, they're these overachievers. And I was once this person. You're this overachiever. You have accomplished millions of things. You have millions of gold medals, millions of these things, right? And then still you're saying, I am not satisfied. I don't feel good. If you hear the bells that's outside of like in the city. So we hear bells almost all the time from the church. But these overachievers will always complain about how they're never, ever satisfied. And you're never, ever satisfied because nothing of what you that you achieved was about you. And it wasn't about God. Your purpose behind it was something so short term, something so fickle, changeable. The purpose wasn't in direct alignment with your spirit and soul. I love anime. I'm a huge anime watcher. Like anime, I just love anime, y'all. A fun fact about me. And so one of my favorite animes is Naruto. Naruto Shippuden. I hope I'm saying it right, y'all. A lot of people be correcting me on that. <laughs> Naruto Shippuden. So um, my favorite anime of all time. And I love, love, love the anime so much. I literally watch it over and over again. I can never get tired of watching it. My favorite segment was Sasuke and Itachi. And my favorite segment was that because it showed how someone leading a life filled with revenge. So long story short, Itachi ended up killing the entire clan. He killed all of Sasuke's, um, basically the whole family, Sasuke's parents, which is, you know, his parents because they were brothers. So Sasuke was just very highly, so angry with his brother because it's like why did you just kill our entire family so Sasuke began to since he was a child he became he became fueled with revenge he was like I'm gonna get revenge I'm gonna become strong strictly because I want to go fight my brother I want to kill my brother for what he did to my family and this is the entire purpose of why I'm becoming strong it's not because I genuinely want to become strong it's not because I genuinely want to do this work and actually build myself it's because I just want to kill my brother I just want to get him back for what he did to my family so Sasuke won his entire journey of finding power and building his strength all because he just wants to kill his brother. That's his entire intention. He even said it since he was a child. That is my entire intention. I have no other purpose other than to kill my brother. So episode comes where he's fighting his brother and his brother dies. So he did it. It's like, okay, you accomplished it. And there's a scene where he started crying and he starts crying because he realized that 
I lived my entire life out of this state of revenge. And then once I got the revenge, once I've accomplished what I've accomplished, I'm realizing that, okay, I have nothing else to live for. My life feels meaningless now. I feel empty. I don't feel good. I feel like everything that I ever did in this lifetime was for nothing. And so he was crying because he realized that his soul was empty. His ego got the food. He ended up killing his brother. He ended up achieving the goal. And now he's empty. And that is one of the worst feelings that you can ever feel is emptiness. It's not sadness. It's not anger. Because at least you feel something. When you feel empty, you don't feel anything. That's a that's a terrible feeling when you don't feel anything. And when you lead life trying to do, do things for people, I think even Will Smith said it once, how he became this actor after the entire world doubted him. And then once he became an actor, it was like, I, don't, I can't say the exact words that he said, but I remember him saying it and reading up on it, him saying about how, he accomplished all these things and then he realized like there was nothing else. It was like, okay, I'm this actor now what? That's how it truly feels. You're making money. You have a career. You, you, you travel the world. You do all these things. And not for one second have, have you ever made it about you. And it's, and it's easy. Change your intention. Change your drive. I'm going to go to Brazil not to prove to my ex that I'm rich and I am popping and that this bank account is is looking amazing. I'm going to go to Brazil because I, I want to go to Brazil. It's beautiful. I think that that'll be a beautiful experience for me. I'm going to go to college not to make this person from who I've met five years ago who called me ugly I'm going to prove them wrong. No, I'm going to go to college because I want to go to college. I think that having a beautiful degree and getting an education is meant for me. I see that for myself in this lifetime. I'm going to get this home not to prove to my parents that, you know, they, 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 that they were wrong the entire time about who I was as a person. I'm going to get this home because I think this home is beautiful and I think I'm deserving of my own personal space. You see those moments how I just tra transform the intention? That's what you have to do. So with me living in my own apartment, which I do share with three other roommates who are the most beautiful and kind girls I've I've met. They are, you know, they they share their things. We all speak our boundaries with ease. I love it. Love it. The apartment complex is beautiful. They have a gym. It's a spa. It's um, like a, a balcony where you can see the entire city. My apartment complex and my home is beautiful. I live in the city. So literally, I can. if I wanted to go out in my pajamas and go next door to pick up some pizza, I can do that. <laughs> and I love that. I love, love that. I can walk everywhere. I enjoy it. I love that. But that wasn't because I'm trying to prove this person wrong. This life that I'm living right now is a proof to me that I can do it. 
that it's possible. This was a personal win. Your wins have to be personal. That's how you can deeply feel into the life that you're living when everything is personal, when everything is personal to you. And so being able to step back and say, I'm proud of myself is needed. There's overachievers that are like, you know, I can never just sit back and say I'm proud of myself because then I feel like it's the next thing to do, the next thing to do. I think Michael Jackson even had an issue with this where he was always on this fuel of achieving and achieving, which, which makes him so great because he was always achieving and achieving and achieving and achieving and achieving. And um, he was never satisfied with his own personal victories. He was never happy with his own personal victories because he became so obsessed with the idea of proving to the world what he was capable of. That never once did he make it about proving to Michael Jackson, you know, that, that he was great. I think even Beyonce explained this, how she was like, you know, um, she's always achieving and achieving and she really can't be proud of herself. And it was, I think the documentary a long time ago where she stated this, I can't say exact word from word, but she was just talking about how she's this overachiever and because she's this perfectionist, she can never be proud of herself. But see, when you make the journey about you, that whole thing changes. You can actually sit back and say, I'm proud of myself. There's moments where you can actually just be relaxed. There's moments in where you can just ground in your work and know that your work speaks for itself. And that's a position that you want to be in where you can say, my work speaks for itself. I don't have to overexert anything to you. I don't have to do less or more for you because all these things exist. And I don't have to raise my voice any louder. I don't have to stump my feet. I don't have to clap my hands and bang pots and pans for you to see me. My work already exists. You just have to live in it. Our job will never be centering someone with hopes they'll see us and understand who we are. That will never be our goal as people of Holy Mother, as people of God. In leading with a God purpose, you will find God will never send you out there to prove something to the world. Like my purpose, my purpose is to work with women. My purpose is to speak. I am meant to speak in this lifetime. I'm meant to have a podcast. I'm meant to coach. I am meant to use my voice to transform lives, including my own life. That's my purpose. I'm not doing this because, oh, I'm trying to make this person regret. I'm doing this because this is what God has placed on my soul. And so the only thing I can do at this point is just live, live it. That's my business. Toss away, prove them wrong. And instead, prove to yourself all of the limits and doubts and false words spoken can be recreated into something much more beautiful. And make it your mission to show you you're capable of much more greater. And those who happen to see will see it. And those who don't, don't. But all in all, your life is your business.
and use the power of creation for your personal fulfillment and your lifelong joy, not for somebody else. Their life is their business. Your life is your business. Take them off a pedestal. And as women, we'll learn this a lot in our life on how we can place people on these pedestals. Take everybody off of a pedestal, including yourself. I'm going to make a podcast episode where I even talk about taking yourself off of a pedestal. All of your joy, all of your success, if it makes someone miserable, that is their business to deal with. It will never be your own business. Someone's own disapproval of you will always be their own business to deal with, never yours. All of the joy, all the success, all of the love, all of the deep fulfillment that you come into in this lifetime, make that about you. And from this day forward, make a conscious effort to live for you and to lead with an open heart. Really what this podcast episode is, is talking about leading with an open heart. Leading with a heart that is always cherishing, that is always looking, that is always here, always present, always in the moment. That's what it's really about. It's about, okay, if this person says they don't like me, the world is saying they don't like me. What is my heart saying? What is my soul telling me? Because what you'll find is there's two different voices and those are two different languages. And once you begin to tune into your own heart and soul much more, you'll be able to hear it much more clearly. And that's where I find myself nowadays where I can hear my soul and my heart speaking much more clearly and soundly. I now know how my soul and heart sounds compared to the world. But when you're tuned into the world all the time, it's hard to hear how your soul and heart sound because you are so close to the world. And there's time to tune out the world. It's time to tune out the world. It's time to say, my soul and my heart deserves all of my attention, all of my focus, and I deserve to lead a life where I am leading with my soul. And that is how us women come into a life filled with pleasure and joy and fulfillment. So I think I'm going to end it here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you guys so much. Make sure you leave your reviews on my Apple and Spotify. Also, I forgot to mention, it was my birthday on, on September the 4th. So if you want to sing me a happy birthday, I would love that. I turned 20 years old. A lot of people were very like surprised. Oh my God, you're 20? Yes, I end up turning 20 years old. And I am so proud of myself. I am so happy for myself. I am loving my 20s already. So yeah. It was my birthday, September the 4th, same as Beyonce's. <laughs> but yeah, I love you guys so much. Thank y'all for tuning in. I will see you in the next podcast episode.